0: Uh, Welcome back to another episode of you should play this game. Uh, I'm James.
1: Hi, I'm Allison. Uh,
0: And I want to present to you a game that I know you know about. I know you've seen it. I know you've heard of it. Uh, I don't know if you I know you're into the genre. But I know you haven't played this game. And that is a crime. And I'm going to have you arrested for it. But before you do, I am going to have to read you your rights. Uh, you should have played by now, uh, and if you haven't, you should play Super
1: Metroid. Oh yeah, no, I've never played the game. I was yeah, like exactly. so. I okay, so I've played. I have played like six minutes of it, and I got really frustrated. Well, I mean, it was probably longer. It was probably like thirty minutes. I got frustrated. I got lost, and I stopped playing. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I, I would actually like to. That that is a game that I'm I'm very interested in, but like. I don't know. I've just played so many other Metroid games or mm-hmm. not Metroid games. I've played so many other Castlevania games or Metroidvania games. That's the word <laughs> I'm going for.
0: God. Words mean nothing in the Words games industry. You've played plenty uh-huh. of Metroidvanias, but never a Metroid or a Vania.
1: Yes. I've uh, I had
0: a whole stroke <laughs> there. <laughs> no, that's, it's the dumbest name for a genre. It's, but i I love love them so much
1: i love like hollow knight i love like other metroidvania games but i've never played metroid or castlevania period full stop Mm. so i'm very interested in like why are they so like beloved like what makes them specifically stand out over the new ones and then also do they deserve their title as like the parent of all of these games uh i'm here to say yes Okay, and I'm, cool. I'm going to walk you through why I think that's true.
0: Uh, and obviously, I'm also a, a huge sucker for Metroidvanias. So.
1: I'm sure you had, like, bullet points, and I fully just stole your thing. So also No, you're absolutely your
0: fine. My, my bullet points have, have barely begun. Oh, hey. Um, What's uh, up? Let's but, go. So... Super Metroid uh, has a ton of staying power. It is still fairly popular now uh, among like, people who are into retro games, people who are into speed running. Uh, it's a very common name, even though it was released in 1994, uh, which is four years, I believe, after the uh, SNES was released. Or the, the Super Famicom, if you want to get technical about it. It is just barely older than me. Yeah, there you go. It's significantly older than me um uh, but i i do still love it that, and that's the thing it didn't come out during my time it was a generation uh, or several console generations before me but the vibes are so tight and that's what i want to lead with uh the opening moments of the game are well the opening moments of the game are it gives you a little bit of story just of the very simplest bit of hey this is what happened in the first two metroid games it's not crazy important. Plot has never been sort of the most important thing in the Metroid series. Uh, fans of the series do enjoy it, but it's not—it's not what really gets you. Uh, what really gets you is the moment right after that, when you uh, start playing the game, and it drops you into this empty, dark space station, and the music is eerie. And the art style for the game is something that's aged incredibly well. It was very, like, cutting edge at the time. Uh, and it's aged so well. It, like, the, the style goes beyond sort of the limitations of what the SNES was capable of. Uh, and that's why a lot of people love it now. Like, that sort of retro art that holds up very nicely, even today, when obviously graphics have, quote-unquote, improved uh, in terms of conveying reality uh, or, or higher fidelity yeah since re- resolution has gone up um, yeah resolution and sort of rendering techniques have have gotten more complex and improved uh but something about the art style of super metroid just still holds up to this day um hmm. it's very detailed it's very its own style
1: i am a sucker for some good pixel art i love i love smooth good pixel animation and pixel art like oh uh,
0: it if you're into pixel art, you are you are gonna lose it when you start getting into Super Metroid, um, and that's the same thing about the sort of sound design. A lot of iconic sounds uh, come from Super Metroid that are kind of either brought back, or improved upon, or made wholly new in the same style uh, from the first two Metroid games, uh, oh, and cool. that's that's kind of the, uh, the 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 idea behind Super Metroid is it improved and expanded on a lot of ideas from the first two games uh, which were i believe uh, the first metroid was made about 10 years earlier something like that uh, for the nes Um, but that first metroid game was based a lot around hey a lot of games at the time are very linear like you've got your super mario and your games where you move left to right and you go in a straight line beginning to end Uh, and nintendo said hey what if we didn't have to do that? And what if power-ups were permanent instead of being something that you picked up and then lost as soon as you took damage or after a certain amount of time? What if it was a more, not exactly slower paced, but a more intentional, more exploration-based uh, and, a, and a more sort of permanent sense of progression uh, as you kind of explore this area and find whatever's going on in this sort of dark, eerie sci-fi setting? Uh, And Super Metroid takes that and just expands on it in, of course, very subjectively, but the best way possible uh, in a lot of ways. It is one of my personal uh, favorite examples of level design and general game design, uh, not only in terms of Metroidvanias, but just games in general, uh, because the, the the sorry, wow. I just completely, <laughs> my brain ran out of gas. You could hear it sputtering. That's all, folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, the uh, waveform on that looked really cool. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. Um, but yes, so Metroidvanias have the gimmick of, it's this big open 2D platforming area where you, in theory, can explore this whole world in a non-linear Uh, whatever tools you have to go whichever direction you want to go, you can go and do that. Uh, And Super Metroid really refined that in a lot of ways through its level design. It's a massive open world. Uh, Most of the game doesn't take place in that space station you start in. Most of it takes place uh, on a planet that you reach shortly after the introduction. Uh, And most of that planet is explorable uh, depending on just what items you find. Uh, depending on what doors you open in what order. Uh, So there is a really interesting mix of openness where you can go into a room that has maybe three different exits. Uh, Maybe only two of them are available at the time, or maybe this is a more linear section where you can only do one. Uh, But eventually that linear section is going to loop back around or it's going to lead you to somewhere where you recognize something. Oh, so it's like Dark
1: Souls. Ooh, yep, yep. That's a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I love doing that. I adore doing that to people who like uh, Metroidvanias because there, there is an influence there. It's, it's a 3D application of a very, very similar thing. That's the thing is you
0: are absolutely right. So many games that came after it took inspiration from the way uh, Super Metroid uh, builds its world in ways where you are exploring it, but you ideally don't get lost very often because every once in a while if you are doing what you can kind of tell the game expects you to do you will find your way back to something you recognize and you'll be able to connect the whole map in your brain uh unless you let it sit for a week and come back and try to play later and you don't recognize anything around you Uh, but that's that's your fault not the game so how dare you
1: That is usually my problem. And then also I am the type of game player where I very specifically like to go against whatever the dev is telling me to do. Like if there's like a shiny glowing thing that says go this way, my brain is like, "Okay, we'll get to that. But what's over in this corner over here? Is there like a secret I can find or something like that? And I love just wandering off Mm -hmm. and I get lost so easy in metrovanias that don't like give me at least some sort of like a hint as to where to go.
0: Now, that's the thing is Super Metroid does allow that to some extent. You can go kind of whatever direction, and you can, like you said, you can kind of feel the invisible hand pushing you in one direction. You can go off and do whatever. Uh, there are so many sort of items that aren't required for you to get to beat the game. There are rooms you don't necessarily have to even enter to get to the final goal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but. At the same time, it does sort of have a general, it'll kind of move you along through rooms, it'll be leading you in a certain direction, uh, and you can kind of tell uh, where the, the critical path is. But it is built very much, and as as this game has existed longer and longer, and people have found more and more ways to break it apart and do weird things with it, uh, there are so many secrets in Super Metroid that encourage playing it differently or playing it in an unintended way uh, or just exploring as much as you can before getting to the end. Uh, And that's another sort of point about it that I do want to touch on in terms of speed running uh, because that's a a very popular way that people enjoy Super Metroid now.
1: Yeah, the reason why I actually had my uh, interaction with metroid super metroid that i did that 30 minute chunk that i played before like kind of giving up was because i watched a speedrunner do like a randomizer of metroid with uh link to the past um and those two games like mixed together it was really fun to watch like it's really fun to watch people go through those games very quickly especially when they know everywhere to go it's super cool and then i played and i realized oh i don't know this game and uh, I, I very quickly stopped playing because it was not as fun as watching a speedrunner run through this thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, speedrunners make
1: things look incredible
0: and then you go and try to do it yourself. And it's like, ah, it actually does take a lot of practice and expertise to be able to pull that off. Yeah, totally. But that, is, that, that is another sort of key thing about Super Metroid that has given it a lot of staying power is it's a very easy concept to grasp. But there's so much room after you grasp it to master it. Because at the end of the day, the basic concept behind this game is you're moving around and jumping and shooting. And everything you do in that game is some combination or uniquely applied method of moving, jumping, and shooting. Hmm. Uh, But there's so many different ways you can do that. There's so many different ways the game uh, sets up places for you to do that. Uh, There are so many different items that change what that means. There are so many new techniques you pick up along the way that let you do that in different ways uh, that it becomes very complex if you want it to be. Um, I think the best example of that is the concept of shine sparking, which if I remember correctly, you don't ever have to do in the game. You have to, um, sorry, back up a little bit. Uh, Shine sparking is sort of a complicated technique Uh, You get uh, dash boots in Super Metroid that let you run real fast.
1: Yeah, I saw someone do that once.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it lets you, like, break through stuff. It lets you get to make jumps that you couldn't before, stuff like that. Uh, But, and I I don't believe this is even mentioned in the manual. But built into the game is a function where if you are running at that speed uh, and you crouch, you can kind of store that speed. So now you have this big, like, speed boost stored up in you where you can run somewhere else. You have a little bit of time to uh, take it and move somewhere else. And then you can turn it into this massive super jump or this massive like sideways dash that breaks through things. There are so many complicated rules about like when you use it and you hit a slope, it stores it. Or when you do this in this direction, it does whatever. Uh, and It can break this certain type of block. It's so... It, you can really dig into it as this sort of like really advanced movement feature in the game. Interesting. Is that intentional? Yes, that's the thing. Some items in the game, you have to know how to do that to achieve. If you want to complete the game uh, without like breaking it apart and glitching through it, uh, there are a couple items where you have to know this technique, but it doesn't give that to you because it sort of trusts you to get out of it what you put into it. You can absolutely just run and gun your way through the whole thing um, with a with a minimal amount of, ah, I think the game wants me to go this way, so I'll explore a little bit. Uh, but the more you kind of take your time, get familiar with how the game works, uh, and really just try to master it,
1: uh, the more it'll give you. Okay, that sounds really interesting. I might check that out again then. Yeah, for sure actually give it like its due diligence and play it for the sake of playing it and not play it because i saw someone else do it and it looked kind of cool yes
0: I think there's a very different uh approach there that would yeah, be no
1: i uh i did have fun the like little bit of time that i played it but i just not quite what i was actually in the mood for i wanted something mm-hmm. like very fast-paced and like very like let's go, let's go, let's go, and it was not that immediately, and I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to find something that does satisfy the itch, but it was because it was when I watched the speedrunner because they're a speedrunner, everything is Um, Mm fast-paced. But you know, I think I'll actually give it a fair shake and actually give that a shot. Uh, Personally, I think Castlevania would be more my speed if they're very similar, just in that I like the aesthetic of Castlevania more than I like the aesthetic of uh, Metroid. That's fair. uh, I do, I would not be object to playing through Metroid because I really love Alien and Aliens, uh, the 1980s movies, and I feel like Metroid takes inspiration from those in a lot of ways with a lot of its storytelling, at least from what I've heard and what I've seen of that series. Uh, I also wanted to check out Metroid Dread and I never got a chance to. Uh, Metroid Dread is also fantastic. Uh, the
0: the the Switch sort of sequel to that that series. I believe there's five games in the main Metroid series, and then there's several other spinoffs and Metroid Prime, which is also fantastic, but a a pretty different beast. Um, the whole Metroid series is fantastic, but Super Metroid, I think, is where everything else comes from. Yeah, and not not exactly, because obviously all of it learns from that original Metroid one on the Famicom on the NES. Um, But Super Metroid, I think, is where a lot of it came together in a way that a lot of people recognized. Uh, And I want to say I, I don't have any metric for this. I didn't look this up, but just being in the community, I think it's one of the more popular Metroid games and one of the more popular SNES games out there uh for for very good reasons it's it's just a very well designed very well put together uh game and like you said uh, a lot of the uh vibes of it are very like uh kind of sci-fi very light horror kind of creepy alien vibes uh the the music is incredible you're you're gonna be once you've been in an area for about five minutes you're gonna keep humming the theme to that area while (laughs) you're in there i guarantee it um it's it's just every part of it is is built very lovingly and it all works together and it's all sci-fi and cool and you are a bounty hunter shooting lasers and I, if that doesn't do it for you i don't know what does
1: yeah no i do like that and i also like its history with being like the first game to have like a female protagonist and things like that i think that's really neat yeah. um or at least the first game actually no i think it was like the first game to have a female protagonist right
0: um, it was definitely the first sort of popular one to, yeah. to do that, because that was one of the first times that was, that was the big twist at the end of Metroid yeah. 1 was, I've been girl this whole time?
1: Wow. I guess women can also be cool. Yeah. She takes off her suit and has, and is wearing a fucking bikini, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that, that part didn't uh, go too great. But.
1: I mean, it's, just, but it's, it's cool that like, it has a little bit of that going on and, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I like, I like Samus. I like Metroid. Honestly, Samus is my biggest tie with King Metroid. Samus mm. is one of my mains in Smash.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Dark, Ridley's uh, one of my mains, so I absolutely... Also, a little bit of a side note. Ridley is one of my absolute favorite uh, video game villains of all time. He's this big purple space dragon, yes. Yeah. He's, he's so large and so sharp. And so like intelligent in a way that you wouldn't expect this big sort of spindly beast to be.
1: I don't know if this is Metroid one or Metroid three, which I guess is Super Metroid or like mm-hmm. what where this uh, falls in. But I do remember hearing and I I don't remember if I actually saw a video of it or just a picture, but like certain bosses are like multiple screens like big yes. and like have scale to them and that sounds intense for like a pixel art game like that's wild to like have to go through multiple screens to get to see like a whole ass boss you like that get to see a game. foot of it and that's it that's yeah, cool super
0: metroid uh you i would hazard a guess and say you're thinking of Kraid, which is i believe five screens tall uh okay. and you have to like make your way up to Kraid's head to kind of take him down um there's there's also uh Oh, what's his name? I think it's Crocomire, uh, the little red guy where you have to push him back uh, off the edge of this this very long, multiple screens long platform. Uh, and that's the thing. There, there's this sense of scale and this sense of like environment where it's not, uh, I'm in this one little, it's not Mega Man where like, this is the puzzle in this room and I move on to the next one. Yeah. It's this very large, interconnected world, which was kind of... Not not very rare by the time the SNES rolled around, because we had, like you said, uh Legend of Zelda a Link to the Past. Uh, and again, the first Metroids did it as well. Uh, but Super Metroid did it in a way that a lot of people still really appreciate.
1: It really stuck with like the the zeitgeist, so to speak. Exactly. It it really like it cemented that like style uh mm-hmm. very firmly. That's actually really neat. I yeah. want to check that out. Yeah, uh, I will definitely give that one a go. Uh,
0: word of warning, real quick, as fantastic of a game as it is, it was made in 1994. Yeah, so there no, is will... a little bit of... The, there's some classic Metroid uh, jank garbage. In there. Yeah, that that kind of comes in. There are some times where you have to uh, find a block and destroy it that doesn't stand out at all. In fact, it's very specifically hidden. Uh, there's an item you can get later that kind of helps you out with that. But if I remember correctly, you have to deal with a little bit of... like how was I supposed to know this? Come on, uh, before you can really uh, get past it.
1: Well, if I have questions, I'll probably just poke at you. But uh, that's
0: fair. Also, walkthroughs are going to be your best friend. Um, Yeah. If you get stuck, it's very easy to kind of look up. Hey, I'm here. What should I be doing next? Yeah, Um, no,
1: I have a couple of games on my list that it's like, yeah, I think that people should play this game. Also, you might want to look at a walkthrough as you do. I don't think it ruins the experience. I think that this game is kind of unfair.
0: Yeah, you should definitely try to play the game without a walkthrough. Yeah, I I think it, it gets a lot from the sort of... Uh, experience of you're going into a room you don't know what you're gonna encounter you can kind of see what way things are leading on the map but you don't know how soon you'll be able to get back to what you knew Mm. Uh, and then once you do you probably have some new item where you can go back to a thing you saw before like oh this door was a different color and i don't have anything that's that color but then when i went around this loop on the complete opposite side of the world i got this missile that that, that's that color so now i can open that door kind of thing Uh, a lot of like trying to keep track of where everything is uh is where a lot of the experience comes from
1: the thing that's actually i think selling me on this most is it sounds like it will scratch the itch that bloodborne did for me where it's a lot of exactly what you just described of like i'm going down an area it looks like i'm about to like fall down a thing where i know i can't get back I don't know how long it will take me to get back to where I am. But by the time I do, sometimes I'll have like a little key that'll open a door that lead me Mm -hmm. to a whole new thing. And it's like, Oh, so that loop just took me to this and I can keep doing that, but I'll get back to where I started and then I'll be able Mm -hmm. to do something new probably. And like, yeah, that is, that is what, uh, one of the big reasons why I like Bloodborne is, and and Dark Souls and games of that ilk is because they, Mm -hmm. that is always just a very satisfying time it's very satisfying to have like a little journeys within your bigger journey
0: yeah it it's very intentional and very well-paced game design that helps you remember where you are in the world
1: Mm -hmm. and build like very detailed maps in my brain because uh, exactly oh man i still know like the layout of dark souls (laughs) i i've had
0: more than one person posit to me that dark souls and bloodborne and all them uh, that they are Metroidvanias uh, and there's no there's no good argument against that because oh, no, again,
1: they are 3D Metroidvanias that's that would be like the way I would classify them and
0: and that's the thing like I personally would have the inclination to say uh, Metroidvanias are 2D platformers uh, but there's there's no reality in which that has to be the case
1: no if you made a if you made a 3D version of that it would be a Dark Souls or a FromSoft game
0: Exactly the vibes would be a little different it would be a little bit, it would but... be a fromsoft game in space, which they should make
1: um, okay, if you made a 3D castlevania, it would be a fromsoft game
0: yes, I think that I think that's fair um,
1: if you made a good 3D Castlevania because I think there is a 3D Castlevania that's really bad on the. Wii there or something are, like
0: that? I think there are a couple 3D, There's, I think there's a Castlevania 64? I'm not as familiar with that as I am with Metroid.
1: Um, and they made a but, 3D Metroid game and everyone liked it and didn't like it or something like that. I don't know what's going on with Prime. I've heard that people hate it, I've heard that people love it. There's I think like most, people spent,
0: most people that have spent some amount of time with the Prime games love them, and that's, that's maybe something I'll bring up later because I don't believe you've played Prime either. No. Yeah?
1: I've never played a single Metroid game.
0: Uh fantastic. I'm going to talk about a lot of Metroid then. <laughs> um but yeah, the the whole the whole genre uh, kind of learns from Super Metroid uh in a very big way. And for that, I think you should play it.
1: I'll give it a shot. I yeah, yeah I want to play it. You've Great. convinced me.
0: Oh, fantastic.
1: <laughs> I'll have someone to yell
0: about this game to then.
1: Uh, Or someone yelling at you because of this game. Hey, that works for me. Uh, the f*** did you make me play? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Dude, I can't find the brick. I've been bombing this this room for hours. (laughs)
1: Uh, That's how I felt about uh, Link's Awakening for a long time. And then the new Mm -hmm. one came out and it's actually good. But that's a whole different topic for a whole different day. Um, well thank you for listening thank you for joining us I hope you had a good time and I hope you have a good day bye
0: I'll see you later